This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Jack Fritz with me. I'm back. You're back. James Seltzer. What happened? Do you want to know? <laughs> I have to look at it. It wasn't great, Jack. You're going to enjoy looking at me a lot less. I got attacked by a dog. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So I was walking my dogs and um, in South Philly where I live and a, a dog just burst out of a door. The guy thought his door was closed. It wasn't. It latched onto my dog, was like swinging her around. She's whimpering. I thought I was watching my dog die in front of me. Yeah. She's okay. I, so what I did, I get in there. I'm like grabbing at it with my hands. I bit the dog in the face. That's the one. That's the one. Whatever I was doing worked because it got off of my dog and attached itself to my face, Jack. So now over 50 stitches in my face plus later, a broken finger, some other maladies. I'm here. I'm okay. My dog's alive. It could have been worse. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that... <laughs> <laughs> it's well, like the absurdity of it. Is, first off, glad you're still here. Me too. Uh, could have been my eye. Could have been my throat. Very close to the throat. Yeah. So, you know. I'm sec- a second off, uh, I I don't know which Phillies podcast sent a dog after you. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, if you come at the Kings, you best not miss. That's exactly right. And, I'm here right now. And I believe the last final thing on your face being mauled by a dog <laughs> is, is, is that on the last podcast we did together, I... I threatened you with the bio and <laughs> did. just even mentioning the bio caused your face to be mauled by a it dog. It was like, so Jack texts me after he finds out what happened. He goes, are you okay? Obviously first question I respond. I'm like, you know, I'll be okay. Whatever. Literally the next thing is, I'm sorry I did this to you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That kind of power, Jack. Yeah. I, I'm so bad at handling these things. Like I always try to make it some kind of a funny joke. So I'm glad that it only took th- thirty seconds in this podcast to start <laughs> turning turning your near death experience into a joke. Yes, for personal gain. Hey, I'm here. I'm alive, and I just want to talk about the Phillies. How yeah, I, well, the way I envisioned it was that the dog was on your face, and you're you're like, no, I can't do high hopes. That was my yeah. only thought. My first thought as the dog is on my face, as I'm watching blood pour onto the street. Yes. I'm not thinking about how bad my face is messed up. I'm not thinking about if my dog's okay. I'm thinking, damn it, man. I better not miss I hope. Well, you and did. I missed one. <laughs> you did. The last time this happened was Zoe's very selfish birth yes. right around the Gene Segura tree. A lot happier thing to miss a podcast for. But hey, I'm here now, bro. You are here now. And you're the only one who has to look at my ugly face. Now. Yeah. See, and the way this, and we're back in our normal studio today. Yes, thank, thank God. God. But now it's like I've got a direct you're sight. Looking right at me. Direct line of sight. Right at this huge yeah. thing on my face. It doesn't look too bad. It, it looked a lot worse a week ago. I would say so. I mean, you, <laughs> Did have a gash in your face, so a hole in my face. Yes, but, but uh, at least while you're gone, the, the Phillies played kind of well. Yeah, hey, two or three from the Brewers, a crazy series against the Cubs. Yeah, I mean, I I would say that the Cubs series into the Brewers series could not have done well for the stress levels coming off of getting bit in the face by a dog. <laughs> no, no, well, well, luckily <laughs> the night I was in the hospital, the only game that I actually missed was the debacle 3-2 loss where they blew uh, it late. So like That was a fun one. Luckily I got to miss that one. I felt really good about missing that game. But I you, don't remember the next game that well either. We all tried past We all tried to forget the Cole Irvin stuff. Yes. Yes. yes it wasn't great. It wasn't great. <laughs> Speaking of not great, and we're gonna yeah. dive into reactions stuff. We obviously we don't really have a choice. This is not what we want to talk about today, but when it happens today, we don't have a choice to talk about it. Uh Screw you, Oduble Rider. Yeah. Get off my team. Yeah. Is is I think Jack and I are pretty aligned in this. And look, we do process all that. Like, if this is true, it does appear to be true. We will see how it plays out. But assuming it's true, the official High Hopes podcast stands, position. position you got to get rid of Oduble. Yeah. Zero tolerance. Yeah, I, just, I don't want to root for. Her. I don't want to exactly. root for. Exactly. I don't want to root for that guy. I don't want to root and, for someone and, who would do that. And I'm waiting for one of these teams in all professional sports when this happens to like. Set a standard. Yes. Set an ex- example. And I can't help but think that if David Montgomery was was still alive and still running this team or whatever, I, I think I don't think he would bring Odubel Herrera back. I just I want to see some team make a stand against this kind of stuff and prove that if you make this mistake, then you're not going to be allowed back on this team. And I hope the Phillies do that. I don't I don't want to see Odubel anymore. I just I 
this kind of stuff is just so like I can't watch Addison Russell. I can't watch I, these guys. I, exactly. And we Roberto about, Asuna, like I can't I can't watch him. I, I it makes me angry to watch them play to think that, that that it's all okay and they can go play a sport and make millions of dollars and that it doesn't matter. And especially the Cubs. I mean, it was my final thought a few weeks ago when the Cubs came out and are are stopping reporters from reporting on Addison Russell. Hey, Phillies. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't do what the Cubs did. The Cubs handled this situation about as bad as a team can handle it. And as we saw, Addison Russell still playing for the Cubs. Yeah. Um, I'm with you, Jack. I just, Swift, be done with it. it it's over. It, it's it, time to move on. The, 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 you, it'll make your whole fan base just feel better about you. Absolutely. That's what, that's what I always get frustrated with when it comes to teams like keeping these guys around. Like, your fan base doesn't really want to root for this guy. Uh, it just like, just... Get some goodwill. Get some goodwill. Like just and do just, the right thing. Just do the, do right, the thing. right thing. Like you should not be paying this guy millions of dollars to play a sport if this is the type of person he is. And look, I know. Look, we get it. We all follow sports teams. We've all rooted for a holes. It happens. Like you know, there are guys who we cheered for on the Phillies World Series team who are a holes. Like there are people like that. But when it when you know it, when it is it is clear and it is. There's evidence, and it's obvious that that this is something that has happened. I just don't think you can turn your back on it. I don't think you can just say, "Well, there are other jerks on teams that we root for." Whatever, it's not okay. You know, it's you have to you have to make a stand somewhere. And when someone does something like this and gets arrested for it, and again, assuming it all bears out to be true, which he it, did get arrested, it really seems like yeah. it's, I mean, very unlikely that something else happened here. I just think that it's it should be a zero tolerance policy. It's time to move on. Yeah. It shouldn't, and I know in a lot of cases it does. It shouldn't matter what type of player they are. It shouldn't matter how shouldn't important matter. they are. It just you need to move on. Yeah, and it just make a stand. I I, I want to be proud of the Phillies. Me like, too. Just, it's a great way to put it. Like, I want to be proud of them. And I think this is a way to be like, listen, we didn't know this was going to happen. Like, but this happened, and we're going to make a stand, and we're going to stand for what's right. And it's what is right is not is Odubel Herrera not being on this team anymore. Um, and I hope they make the right decision. I think they will. Um, and we'll see. And they did put out a statement on it, uh, the Philly statement today on Adubo Herrera. This morning, we were made aware of an alleged incident involving Adubo Herrera. Upon receiving this information, we immediately reported the incident to Major League Baseball, which has informed us that Herrera has been placed on administrative leave. The Phillies take domestic violence, this domestic, any domestic violence accusation seriously and strongly support the joint domestic violence policy agreed upon by the MLB and the MLBPA. So, look, if they take it seriously, if this proves to be true, he should be gone. I also, I, I think this will be an interesting, uh, like, I want to see how they handle it coming off of the Gabe thing. And, like, it's another good point. The Gabe yeah. thing from this offseason. Sure. I hope that they, they, I hope they move on. I just, I think that'll be a, a telltale sign of where this team is from this standpoint, from that kind of standpoint of this kind of issue or whatnot. So, totally agree. So, we have set our standard. Let's get back to what we do and have a little fun yeah, talking about the it's Phillies. P- it's Pavetta Day. Yeah, it's Pavetta Day. It's finally Pavetta Day. Listen, it's the- All right, so what emotions are going through you right now? Like, you know, the Odubel thing, we'll separate ourselves from that. Let's talk about Jack Fritz. I mean, it's a big day for Nick Pavetta getting called back up. It's a bigger day for Jack Fritz. It's bigger, yeah. I mean, listen, uh, this is uh, this is the start <laughs> I of... I can't even speak. You're, this so, is the, you're so hyped up about this. Is this is the start of the turnaround. This is the real brand new Pavetta. This is the... This is what you were talking about the whole time to break out Pavetta. This now. is the, the Cliff yes. Lee sent down comeback. This is the Roy Halladay sent down comeback. This happens all the time with talented pitchers. It starts tonight. Um, but let me just say this. I think it's a little unfair of Mother Nature to have a tornado. <laughs> there is, I see what you're doing here. There you're is a, already looking for excuses. Oh, I, I woke, love this. I woke up this morning, saw it was raining outside, and said, guess what? I don't think Pavetta can pitch in this This is the most Jack Fritz thing that's ever oh, happened. I'll spin zone this however I need to. <laughs> there's, already a, there's already a tornado watch occurring right now yeah. in Philadelphia. You're telling me Pavetta's going to be throwing like a little pop-up? He's going to get out of the ball yard with a tornado in right field? Like, I just don't know how a guy's supposed to pitch in that kind of scenario. So Watch uh, the wind be blowing in at yeah. 50 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> it's like nothing can get out of the infield. It's like, wasn't the weather. Pavetta was just great. He was dominant. <laughs> Like, the, like his that. his balls moving with like Aaron Nola level two seam run. <laughs> no, right? He throws a fastball and it drops like four feet. It's like what the hell just happened? We're back. We're back. Uh, so first off, I made the right decision bringing him back. Totally up. agree with you. Uh, Vinny's a bullpen guy. I got it. I'm not. He just finally that is a true statement, Jack. We've been guy. saying it for a long time. Finally, it's true. He's a bullpen guy. And honestly, listen, they this this whole season could very well hinge on Nick Pavetta figuring it out because if you look at the staff right now, you don't feel great about Eikhoff. Nope. 
you feel okay about Arietta. You feel okay about Nola. Yep. I think Eflin's fine. I think yes. I think what happened Sunday was more like a uh, they got him out of there before it got too bad. Saved his arm. They had a full bullpen in a day off mm-hmm. the next day. Just just get him out of there. And then it comes down to Pavetta. And if Pavetta can kind of step it up a little bit here, maybe he kind of writes the ship because I am worried that this this starting staff is about to like plummet. It, like I just not great. Like I don't like where Eikhoff is. I don't like where I like I like mostly where Eflin is. I don't I never feel confident with Arietta and Nola's just not Nola this year. Well and especially right now at this particular moment when you are missing so many arms in the bullpen. I mean and and look the bullpen has pitched really well considering the arms that are in there. I, I think that you've gotten more out of those guys than you could hope for for the most part. Yeah. But they're down, man. They don't have arms. They don't have, like, they need starters who are going to give them something. They need starters who are going to give them innings, give them opportunities. Man, and and to think about it, it's not, look, and we, you know, we do the whole breakout Pavetta thing, which we truly believed in and still believe in. But... It wasn't just this podcast. No. Like, we were not the only people talking about Nick Bavetta breaking Well, out. I would say that we started the trend. I mean, Obviously. the High Hopes podcast is a trend-setting podcast. You know, sometimes, sometimes you Bryce put out, here, right? So, yeah, sometimes you put out, a, <laughs> put out a tweet, you'll conveniently see the same tweet maybe a couple hours later. I've seen you, this happen. You, you can see that happen I've a couple times. Happen. It's a trend-setting podcast. <laughs> and uh, the breakup of Bavetta thing, it, it, it happened. It happened. But now we can actually... So it was breakup of Bavetta. We jumped a little too early at the break brand new Pavetta yes, thing. Correct. Now we're getting the brand new Pavetta thing and uh, we'll see how it starts tonight. Uh, I'm going to use my mush powers to the full capabilities. You need to. You've been on fire, man. He's you, gonna, got, you got me mauled by a dog. Yeah. I mean, how much more mush power can you have? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you don't want to see how the lengths I will go. I don't. I've I will, seen it. My I've already has seen it. I've already put it out there. He's going to go th- four innings tonight, five runs, five walks, Three Ks. Good work by you. Yeah. He's not going to, he's you. just not it. For those wondering, Pavetta's numbers in the minors in AAA, four and one, a three, four, one ERA. Here's the thing the good and the bad. Yes. 37 innings, 50 strikeouts in those 37 innings. That's elite. That's what you want to see. Yes. 20 walks. 20 walks. A few too many walks. In it's guy. so, so. The walks are concerning. The one thing I, I will say is that I know minor league umpires are not great when it comes from from that standpoint. That's funny because major league umpires aren't either. No one's so, great. <laughs> oh well. So no one's really good at it. Can't find anyone who can up well. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm not going to use the umps as an excuse. I will say that um, there was a moment in the last. This is this is the walks aside. The thing that frustrates me the most with Pavetta is his mental makeup on the mound. As and we there, talked about, yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know if I told you this, but there was this moment in the, his last start. Two or two starts to go down Lehigh Valley, where he's on the mound, and there's video of, and he he throws a ball that he thinks is a strike. Instead of getting the ball back, he steps off the mound, walks to third base, walks all the way around, and then gets back up on the mound no, before didn't. getting the ball back. Not great. Not it's, it's not great at all. <laughs> not great. So I would like unless to s- it's like a coping mechanism, and he's like, all right, instead of like making a bad pitch now, I'm going to walk around third base and calm down, maybe. Maybe I hope so. <laughs> Looking for the positives here, Jack. I, I, like that—that's the kind of stuff that has to stop. Like yes. that's the kind of stuff that you need to—you need to toughen up and and bear down and get some guys out because if you're not listen, if you don't if you don't create that mental fortitude, you're going to be right back down in AAA. I, I honestly don't think there is a position in sports where it's more important to have that mental fortitude. Look at me. <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a rock. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 13 minutes till you had to bring it back to you. It's good work. I'm a rock. You know, the, the mentally strong, you know. I make it through this podcast every twice a week. So yeah, now to, you're even stronger. You have to look at my face. I know. Think about, think about what I present. have to deal with. It's good. Yeah. It's good. All right. So, assu- like, weather and all that, what are, you, what are you looking for? from Assuming the weather's okay to play, assuming it's not too bad, what do you, lo- you want to see from Bavetta tonight? Uh, I want to see where his fastball command is. Um, when he got sent down, I mean, he would be trying to throw a fastball up and into a lefty, and it should be leaking out right over the middle of the plate, and guys were just crushing it. Um, I mean, we, I, I mean, there was, there's talk. I mean, he was his knuckle, knuckle curveball in AAA was rate had three thousand RPMs on the spin rate. Really? Yeah. So I mean, there was, it was one of them. It wasn't knuckle like knuckle curve, eh? It, well, he always throws a knuckle curve. Yeah, but like. Not that good at knuckle curve. Yeah, but it's na- it's still nasty when it gets when it's on. Yeah, yeah. So I want to sure. see how that looks. Um, Pat McCarthy. I mean, when we interviewed him, he slipped in a splitter, which like you can't you just, just throw it yeah, in there. It was like it was like Pat. Like the, you can't just tease me with Pavetta learning a splitter. I mean, Pavetta learning a splitter is like going from Nick Pavetta to Kurt Schilling 2.0. Like that's 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 the line that we're talking here, Pat McCarthy. <laughs> and for you to just throw out, hey, maybe he might be messing around with the splitter. I was messing around with the splitter the other day, and I was like, I might make a comeback. So just think about. <laughs> 
<laughs> think about the level of of pitcher we can get from Pavetta. I I really I just want to see I want to see good fastball command, some hint in the third pitch, and composure. and a little bit of composure. There's I just think there's a lot riding on this Pavetta start. Not just this start, but I think if you can get him right, it's just it's it. It it's makes the team so much better. The, yeah, look, it's it's what we hoped and expected for coming into the season. I mean, he was one of the guys you expected to take a step forward, and if he can get back to being that guy, even if he's the guy from last season, it's a it's a help to this team now. But you hope that he can actually take that step and and be the guy we all hoped and thought he could be. Agreed. So, and if not, there's a spot in the bullpen for you. <laughs> like, yes, all of a sudden we'll have a bullpen full of starters, I know. To well, into relievers. I was watching the Brewers. This uh, uh, the the Brewers That's what series. They do. I mean, yeah, Willie Peralta's all of a sudden now the pen. They've all Freddie. Freddie Peralta, Freddie yes. Peralta, former former Brewer Willie Peralta, yes, who is a, also a pen guy now <laughs> yeah. as well for I think the Royals maybe. Yes, and but those guys are just I mean, all Woodruff former starters. Wasn't the pen last year turned him into a starter? Hater, someone who was Corbin a star- Burns. Hater was a start. Yeah, Corbin Burns. So this is not new. This is something that is you're seeing teams do, and we've talked a lot about the upside. Speaking of which, and we'll get to the whole weekend. What do you think of Velasquez out of the pen? Obviously, one great <laughs> outing, and then one. Horrendous outing. Yeah, don't know which one is really the real Vince. There, it's probably somewhere in the middle. I look, it's tough. If some you're someone who's a starter to pitch two out of three days, it's it's tougher. I would think. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time he's really had to pitch, and I mean, he pitched on Friday, came back Sunday. Probably the first time he's had to do that. That that is hard to do. I mean, it just is. Um, especially if you're not used to it. Especially if you're not used to it. And the one thing I, I think that Real Muto pretty much has to catch him. I don't. I think he trusts Real Muto, and That's I think I think there's that level of trust to where he. Like, I think Real Muto has to catch everyone personally, <laughs> but sure, go ahead. Well, I mean, he owns Brandon Woodruff, Andrew Knapp. So, <laughs> oh man. So, I mean, Tom, do you, do you so think many people <laughs> tweeted at me when Andrew Knapp hit that home run? I'm like, come on, man. You do one homer. Do you think what Brand- are you doing here? Do you think Brandon Woodruff has like slept since he knows that his perfect game was broken up? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think he's do you think he's reliving that hole at bat in his mind? Like, of course dude, he is. It's Andrew Knapp. He's like, dude, if I just threw any other pitch, yes, <laughs> yes, know, I'm throwing a perfect if game. If I just thrown anything. That wasn't that one pitch. Yeah. Yes, literally. That, that Andrew Knapp teed off on. It's unbelievable. Um, but I think I think Real Muto just... What I saw Friday night from the bullpen was Real Muto was putting down something and they were just going with it. And we need Vince to, to think less on the mound. And I think Which had, we've talked about. Yeah, and you, you have a guy in Real Muto that you can trust. And uh, you can trust he puts in the work and all that stuff. He's a great... He's turning into a better game caller. I think he's really taking a nice step forward in that standpoint. So um, we'll get that from Velasquez. I think he has to go to Real Muto. I also think that... like. He has to throw fastballs up. Like that has to be only way, only place you can miss is high and higher. Because if if you miss down the middle, the way his fastball rises, it's it's going right into people's barrels. Barrels, yep. So what happened on Friday was it was starting up and then keeping going up, and guys were just swinging right under it because it's just just teeing off. It was nasty. Yeah. But what happened Sunday was the ball. Sunday, I mean, the ball was down and it was getting crushed. So um, fastballs up. Real Muto, but I mean, you can't you can't not be con- encouraged by what he did on Friday because it was like that's what we've been waiting for, and they have they need guys and come out of the bullpen and throw ninety seven and give you two innings and give you two As innings. We've seen Sir Anthony can't. And one thing Franza mentioned that I thought was interesting was that um, he feels like that Velasquez has to come in with the lead and it gets that little bit of extra adrenaline running type of thing. Yeah, because yeah. if you're behind, if you're behind, it's like. Eh, whatever. I mean, we're already losing anyway. anyway. Yeah, no, I I get that. Look, I think it's one of those things you see it, and this is totally anecdotal, but it feels like every time a closer is brought in to get work in a blowout, they can't do it. They can't pitch. Uh, So I I definitely think there's something to that. That's interesting. Yeah, so, uh, but I'm definitely willing to make sure, like, I just want to see it work out. Like, I just want to see more of it. I want to see what else he can do. I'm happy they're committing to it. Yeah, because it's... You know, jerking him around. He's not a starter for uh, as long as we've talked. We've talked about him not being a starter on this team. So, well, it's here. Finally, finally it's finally it's here. A beautiful day, Jay. I know. I'm just, I'm just excited for guys in the bullpen now. That I mean, we'll we'll talk about JD Hammer, but guys oh, that actually throw hard. JD Hammer. I want to see. I, I want to see guys that throw hard. So, all right, let's. Nice. Uh, so, you guys did the pot on Thursday last week. So, didn't get to react to that last game of the Cubs series. No, we did it right after the win. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. All right, so then let's move to the Brewers series. Uh, start with Friday, game one. Friday? Yes. Friday. Yes, game one. Okay. Uh, big win. Six to four. Exciting win. Um, another great game. Like another, this whole road, road and series. And this one, six innings, six yeah. scoreless from the pen. Right. Well, Gabe can't manage a pen, so yeah, he's he, doesn't, he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, but yeah, it's just another exciting baseball game. Like It was just back and forth, big home runs, big McCutcheon clutch hits. with that big hit. Hoskins, the homer. Ooh, Hoskins. Someone's eating up. 
Why? Why is that, Jack? Because I put in my bio for 30 seconds and the stupid mush gods could not see what I was doing. They're dumb. I told you they're dumb. (laughs) They don't. They may be in my head, but. But they can't. They they the the power of the bio is so fierce that all I have to do is put it in there, physically save it, take it out, and boom, Reese hot streak happens. Reese Hoskins hot streak. Happens. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, you know, I did, I'm trying to use my powers for good. Uh, I did with Arietta on Saturday. I mean, I said that like, he can't get out lefties right now, and boom, eight innings. He was awesome. Let's talk about Arietta because Ikov. You know, I think you're. I think Ikov settling into what Ikov is: six innings, three runs, four runs, something like that. Well. Like, I got one thing on Ikoff is Ooh. that his so the reason he's struggling so much for me right now is that his slider is back to not really sl- it's like it's kind of just eh in there like it's not his slider in that in that St. Louis Cardinals game was moving just like his curveball but it was harder so like so now he's pretty much just back to a fastball which is flat and a curveball that is 74 miles an hour but he doesn't have that in between pitch and what was what well, when when Eikhoff was good he had the in between pitch and it was that slider and now it's kind of just spinning up there it's not diving like in that Cardinals start it was he would go 90 with his fastball and then he'd have a slider that would move you know four inches down straight down and then his curveball would which would move six to eight inches ish Mm -hmm. so he had those three pitches all working off of each other right now his his slider's not moving it's moving completely different than his curveball so the hitters are able to recognize it easier okay all right so you're still bullish on ikov yeah i mean they don't really have a choice i'm not i'm not taking i'm not putting cole Irvin in the rotation were you surprised they sent Irvin down so quickly yeah well if they were going to put velasquez back in i would have been more frustrated but the fact that it's my son uh, (laughs) (laughs) were you surprised by it though obviously you're all right with nick pavetta finding a way back to the majors i think we all know that i don't think i i think that i think it was a quick trigger on cole i really do because he made two bad pitches that turned into absolute moonshots Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I, I think he's. I think he was tough enough to where he could figure it out, and I, I wasn't going to hold a game in Wrigley uh, with that crowd against a good team. Yeah, they're good. Um, but I think the Phillies. <laughs> it's so funny listening to Gabe talk about Cole Irvin because he's always like, "Yeah, we'll see." Meanwhile, every other every other pitcher or every other position player is like, "This guy's the best player so I've ever seen in my life." Clear where yeah. he stood on him. So it was a very it was a very quick hook for the Cole Irvin experience. Quick, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know it was, it was surprising, hook. but. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, obviously. Pivet or not, I'm okay with it. I never was a huge believer in Cole Irvin. I mean, it but. just goes back to what we've talked about before, is that if you're going to throw that soft, you have to be pin, you have to have pinpoint accuracy. Yep. Because if you don't, then the Rizzo ha- home run happens. Albert Amora Jr., who stinks? Who stinks? <laughs> Which not great. Went deep center field. So um, I'm fine with it. For Pivetta, I would have been upset if it was Velasquez. All right, Arietta. what do you think? I, I mean, obviously his best outing in a while. Yeah, it was great from Arietta. Um... His his slider cutter thing, whatever it was, I've never seen that. Like <laughs> that was unbelievable. Yeah, it was nasty. I, I swear to God, it was moving like ten inches. Like it was just like schwack, and it was it was so like it was it was wipeout. Yeah, it was nasty. It was nasty. Pitch. So uh, I think the shadows had a lot to do with Arietta help. I think that helped him too. Uh, the shadows are like Franzen was like it's almost impossible to hit here when the shadows get going a little bit. Mm. So, but uh, yeah, listen, he got into a he got into a nice little Cliff Lee like rhythm there where it was where it was just get the ball back, go rock and and, and get I love moving. That. I know, I love it. I Work love quick, just get out. It's great. He should he should honestly do that. If you if you if you get into a Cliff Lee like rhythm, just keep rolling with it because then it, it keeps throws batters off their like batters don't like it when you pitch no. like that. No, they, they, hate they, it. they don't at all. They hate it. So, but he was right around the zone. I mean, what I think I don't think we're ever gonna know what we're gonna get from Arietta until he's out there. I think he's one of those guys where you'll see it early. You'll see like where he's you just, can tell if the ball's moving or not. You can. Yeah. Well even if it's not like it's moving, but if he's just not even competitive, like they're not even competitive pitches, like, well, he doesn't have it. But in that in that start, I mean, the the slider was disgusting. Um I thought he had a good sinker change up balance, but really what, what separated him was that slider. Yeah, I was uh, it was awesome to see and interesting, uh, obviously nine one, not much to get into with the the Sunday game they just got their doors blown I, I don't think anyone in the world expected them to sweep the brewers in that spot and the brewers said yeah, you're, no. your brewers said you're not sweeping us no, like, sunday was the most classic i mean you guys see that coming from a mile if away. i gotta bet everything i have on the phillies losing that game i would have yeah so perfectly fine it doesn't matter it, happens. it was it's a baseball. great it was a great series just from a standpoint of they they looked they looked just as good as the brewers well and that's an interesting thing because it also after that series after the second game of that series you're starting to hear guys on the team talked that way. You're starting to hear Jake Arrieta comes out and says, we're one of the best teams in baseball. Of course he said so, that. But Segura <laughs> did too. You hear other guys coming out and saying that stuff and obviously you want them to believe that. 
Do you think they're one of the best teams in baseball? Um, I would say they are the fourth best team in the NL. Okay. I think the Dodgers are better. Than well, the-, the Dodgers are the best team in the National League. Bar none. Right. And like, if there's I, no argument against it right now. If I had to handicap a playoff series right now, I would, or whatever, play, the NL playoffs, the teams I would bet on the most to win, I would pick the Dodgers, I would pick the Cubs, I'd pick the Brewers, and then, and then the, the Phillies. Phillies. Okay. I um, think that's fair. But but here's the thing. I might put them ahead of the Cubs. I might. Okay. That's fair. But here's the thing, is that the Phillies have so much room to, to get even better. Like right now, out of the bullpen, I feel good about Naris. I feel good about Morgan. That's about That's it. That's it. Well, I think I Sir mean, Anthony Nishak's for hurt Sir Anthony for one inning. <laughs> Sir Anthony, thank please, one inning, only one. <laughs> I think and 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 JD Hammer? We're going that far? <laughs> dude, I need JD Hammer to close a World Series like I need <laughs> like dude, how that guy that guy could be a He's folk awesome. hero here. He's awesome. He uh, already is. Just by being named JD Hammer and wearing those glasses, he's oh already God. a folk hero here. I can't wait for his first home debut yeah, too. If he doesn't come out the wild thing, well, can, I mean just get out. Oh, he has to come out. I mean, that is a, a ultimate no well that or hammer time, one of the two. Yeah, but I just like, I like hammer, wild thing better. Well, yeah, it's it's more baseball y, it's more fun and and obviously he's got the look. What uh what did you think about Hammer I mean, look, dominated the the heart of the lineup. Yeah, one but, inning, one inning. I know. Look, I I'm not no book on him. All right, so so when you look at the pen, I mean, it is an issue. And Robertson, but on the sixty day DL, looks like my read of that situation a little bit more on point than your read of that situation. Yeah, well, I can't tell if they were just like, let's put him on there because he's probably not going to come back till June anyway. So it might not mean he's done for the year. It's uh, I'll be surprised when he's back. Okay, everything from my person. And look, I hope he's back. I hope he is, and he could. I just don't feel great about it. No, me either. So you have those. You have a, a bullpen right now, which you feel good about. Two Robert, guys. about two guys. Naris, We're healthy right now. Naris, Morgan, and then uh, Sir Anthony is getting there. Just not two innings of Sir Anthony. Oh yeah, Jose Alvarez. Don't forget. He's pitching well. Lights out. He's pitching well. He's got a great I, heartbeat. Here's what I'll say with Jose Alvarez. I'm at the point where where he comes into the game. Don't I feel don't, awful. Yeah, I don't feel like we're conceding anymore. I'm like, okay. Sure. Yeah. Let's go with Jose Alvarez right now. I, I still, feel better than Juan Acasio when he comes into a game. Yeah, I don't feel great about Acasio. No. Uh, Edgar Garcia. I do have one thought on Edgar Garcia. Uh, is that he needs to create more uh, like downward power. Like he needs to create more tilt in a way. So like his way he pitches right now, his shoulders are very even. And I, I, I need to see him get a little bit uneven Ooh, and get him up a little an bit. Interesting observation. Yeah, because because I, like I think I think his I think his slider would be even more devastating if he created more tilt. And I think his fastball would have a little bit more deception because his fastball is a little too flat. But Edgar Garcia kind of to me looks like a a major league pitcher. It's not there yet. Okay, there, I he, like that. That's good though. At least I mean the fact that he looks like a major league pitcher. I think you, he's going to be a guy in the right direction. I think he's going to be a guy. I think Hammer's definitely going to be a guy. I mean that fastball is just hard to square up. I think yeah. consistently. Slider was decent. Again, he's another guy. Like just just go talk to Hector and learn that splitter. I mean yes. it would be disgusting. Please, it would be game Everyone over. Everyone should be talking to Hector and <laughs> learn that splitter. Hector is so easy right now. It's, like, it's crazy. It's like a breath of fresh air. He is in such a hot streak. Oh, it, he comes in. I'm like, we're good. And there, and it's no not, doubts. There's like no stress either. No doubt, Naris. That's what he is. Now. He was ninth inning, Naris. Now he's no doubt, Naris. Yeah, we used to joke around about high leverage, high I leverage. I said I never wanted to see him pitch a ninth inning again, like a hundred times. And now he's better than Craig Kimbrell. And now he's the best closer in baseball. Nine Jack. for nine, nine for nine. So yeah, the Phillies right Other now. Other than Kirby Yates, what? And Josh Hader, oh, but he's up there. <laughs> he's getting there that splitter is one of the better pitches around right now it really is it's a legit legit wipeout type it's pitch. always funny seeing Hector face these like guys who just come up because like they've never seen a pitch like that no, before and, like, they, and you don't know where it's going you don't know what to do you have no chance like you like, need to get lucky or hit a fastball when he throws one like Keston here has no chance, no when, chance. It, when, it, when it comes to that and splitter he's a good, good and he's a really really yeah, solid hitter it's just yeah. like it's funny watching these young guys come up and then like see that pitch for the first time and they're just like nope all right, in a second, we're going to get to an official statement, but uh, anything else from that Brewers series you want to hit on before we move on to the official statement that must be made <laughs> from Jack Fritz yes. about uh, a particular Phillies player? One last thing is that I really do believe that JT Romito is is developing into our Dutch Dalton, Ooh. and he's developing into our Chase Utley. Like He just has this quiet, quiet leadership about him that is like- No nonsense. Like he hits a home run, head down, gets around, comes back in the dugout. I I love it. I just I think lo- I, you know I'm a fan of bat flips and all that, but I'm also a fan of just 
putting your head down and acting like you've been there before. And like I now, love both. And now he's just showing a contradiction, Jack. Now he's just showing off with the back picks. Like <laughs> like he he is such a quarterback back there. Mm-hmm. You see, I didn't this is not what I expected when they traded for him. Like I thought I was getting an elite offensive catcher and a, a, a good defensive catcher. I I did not know about his leadership prowess. I didn't I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. And I've just been blown away. And now I think I think the bullpen's gotten to a point where it's like just follow his Do what game he plan. He says, "Yep." And I think he's getting to the point where if someone shakes, like you saw with Edgar Garcia, yep. Edgar Garcia shook him off. He put it on fastball two more times. <laughs> he's like, "No, you're not, like, you're not. You're throwing. This. You're not shaking me off. Yeah. Like that's not. You're Edgar Garcia. I'm JT Romito. Listen, right? Yeah, it's great. Right. And I just, I'm so, I'm extend s- him, Jack. Can we please extend him for the love of God? Jeez, like, don't let him go anywhere. No, he's he, and I just think he's only getting. I think he's only getting better. I, I, I do believe that he spent the first month learning this pitching staff, and now he feels comfortable with them. Now he's just focusing the what play. Bargain, even for like what six million this year? Think about that. Yeah, that's great. It's absolutely great. Um, and and I just I'm so glad he's here and just like he 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 is turning into he's what you want from your catcher exactly from that position that like if you could pick one position on the field to have that guy at it's that position. It's why you see so many catchers who make great managers. You know you have that perspective on. Oh, Real Muto is going to be a great manager. I think so too. Yeah, he's that type of guy. So I'm very with you. No nonsense, just straight up business. It's all about business, baby. And he works hard. And he plans and all that type of stuff. All right, it's time. We've waited too long. Over 30 minutes into this podcast, I can't believe it. Yeah. The official statement on Bryce Harper from the man who brought Bryce Harper to film. The only reason he's here. That's it. Some would say that. Yeah. Um, Some. So I'm watching Bryce this weekend. Okay. I'm watching Bryce this weekend. I'm getting flooded in the DMs like, oh, what's going on with Bryce? And in my DMs. <laughs> just, my- I, I love this. <laughs> I, I'm getting flooded, man. People won't leave me alone. Bryce, what's going on with Bryce? What's go- I can't even open my DMs. Right. Yes. It's that level. You painted of, a real picture. That man. level of, of distraught that I'm facing. <laughs> this is like one or two DMs or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's enough. <laughs> it's enough. Okay. Uh, and, you know, in my mentions, like, oh, Bryce is horrible and whatever. I mean, the official statement is that I literally don't care, like, how he plays. I am so glad that he is here. He has made this Phillies team interesting. And, like, him figuring it out this year and being an elite hitter, an elite power guy, is, like, the icing on top of the cake for me. Like, everything leading, like, he, I am, I am so happy Bryce is here. He is a face of this franchise. He's part of this franchise. He put him on the map in he a put way him that on the map before. He has made everyone around him better. He has tried his ass off. He works his ass off, man. He's like, pl- have you seen him not hustle in any situation yet? He's playing great defense. And I, here's here's where I'm at, is that I will bet on a guy like that to figure it out. Like, he's a guy that I would bet on to to just, to get in the lab and figure out how to hit fastballs again. Like I I I'm so sick and tired. <laughs> yes. About the 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 freaking like the strikeouts are infuriating. Like I'm I'm just as mad as everyone Nobody else. Nobody likes strikeouts. But like I just don't care. I don't care about this year. I am willing to give him a pass. He's too important to this team. And I don't like I just do not think that a 26 year old cannot catch up to fastballs anymore. Well, especially there's a 26 year old who has been in the major leagues for seven years and has a a long track record now of high level success. And he's heading into his physical prime. Like the, the the idea that he would just all of a sudden suck at baseball is pure absurdity. Like it is it is ridiculous to think about. The much smarter thing to think about is, oh, this guy changed teams. He signed a three hundred thirty million dollar contract. His wife is pregnant. He's getting set to a new city, a new team. There are a million different human reasons why Bryce Harper could be struggling right now. The fact that or the belief that he sucks now is not one of them. Like, that is just not an option. Like, that is not... Unless there's an injury that we don't know about or something like that, there's no reason to believe that he's not going to figure it out. He's gone through slumps before in his career. He's always figured it out. There's a lot going on in his life. And to your point, Jack, he has done so much already for this team, for this franchise. And just the attitude, the... the the clubhouse that he's fostered, that he's been a, a main part of... of Everything that has gone on down there in terms of the camaraderie, in terms of the excitement for the teams, in terms of the fans' excitement for the team, all of it is all a credit to that guy. And just because he's struggling right now doesn't mean that he's not a valuable guy to have on your team. Right, and and just him figuring it out would be icing on the cake for me. Okay, they're 31 and 22 and Bryce Harper sucked. Right. Think about that. And I mean, the guy we counted, the best player on the team has sucked and they're in first place by a game and a half and they're 31 and 22, just took two or three from the Brewers. Yeah. I, 
what are, we, what are we doing here? I'm more the standpoint of just wait till he figures it out rather than freaking out about the next 13 years of my life. It's a really good way to put like, it. Like, just wait till he figures it out. This Phillies team hasn't even peaked, okay? They haven't even come close to it. Like, you could even argue they haven't even, like, gotten to, like, their normal echelon of where they should be yet. I totally agree. And listen, this this stuff happens, man. Like, this happens with hitters all the time. Like, Bryce Harper. Every Har- hitter ever. Bryce Harper is 26. He's, he's bad. Like, I tweeted this yesterday or Sunday. Like, his bat speed is not the issue. It's that his bat path is just is just not where, like, fastballs are being thrown these days. Like, fastballs are being thrown up and up and up more and more because it gets right above players launch angles i'm not saying not to do the launch angle stuff it's just that what made him so dominant in 2015 2016 or 2017 whatever was that he had a very like his swing was almost flat in a way and when he was when he was going right it was line drives that turned into home runs whereas now it's like just absolute tank shots but it it, it hurts the average so what i would like to see him get back to a more level swing um i just i think that i think when he's a line drive hitter that's the best version of bryce harper well especially going with what you talked about last time with it where it's like when bryce hits it out it like the did the, the we might have overrated the ballpark factors because a home run for Bryce is a home run in any ballpark in baseball. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it, too. If you can hit the ball that hard, you don't necessarily need to launch it in the same way, right? I mean, hit it hard and it'll go far, whether you're swinging flat or not, you know? Yeah, and I I, I understand the, the launch angle stuff, and believe me, I understand, like, Reese, Reese is a great launch angle. He's a perfect case for it. Like, his, he is a launch angle guy. I just think Bryce... J.D. Martinez, right. a launch angle guy. Like, there are guys like that. I think Bryce is a line drive guy, and I think he should be a line drive guy. Um, so, and also, I thought this the other day, I think the reason he does so well against lefties this year is because lefties can't consistently get up and away with their fastball. They end up just leaving it over in the middle of the plate, and he ah, crushes it. That's interesting. Whereas righties, they can just pound up and away, and he'll just and swing that's over his it coldest or spot. swing under it. That's an interesting point. So, I think that's that's very because I've been. It has been interesting to it's been so good against lefties. You know, unexpected. Yeah. All right, I want you to. I want to know if you can name this player off the top Ooh, of your head. I get a little nervous when you do these. Uh, these blind. So this uh, this was his overall numbers last year. Okay. He batted two sixty with a three forty three OBP and eight fourteen OPS, twenty five homers and seventy six RBIs. That's his surface level numbers. Okay. On a full season, like one hundred sixty. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So one hundred sixty, one hundred sixty two. This oh, wow. this yeah. was his numbers against four seam fastballs last year. He batted two thirty against them. Um, he struck out 71 times on four-seam fastballs in 234 plate appearances. Wow. Uh, so basically, he struggled with the fastball. Do you have any idea? Well, I'll give you Bryce Harper's numbers this year against fastballs. Against four-seam fastballs this year, he's batting um, 247. Um, and his OPS against fastballs this year is 823. This player's OPS against fastballs, against four-seam fastballs last year, was uh, was 806. Basically the same kind of numbers against fastballs mm-hmm. in in two different years. So do you have any idea who the player is that I lab- laid out first? Um, it's like a shot in the dark. Give me A L N L N L. Is it a Philly? No. Okay. Um, it's someone who's off to a good start. So Christian Yelich. No. Okay. This is last year. Oh, someone. For, no, I know. I thought you meant someone's off to a good start this year. No, this year. But those were numbers against fastballs last, last year. Last year, right, right, right. That is off to a good start this year. Yelich was a monster last year. Oh, Bellinger. Bellinger. Yeah, duh. I should. I I misread what you were saying. Of course, it's Bellinger. So yeah, Bellinger last year couldn't hit fastballs. Yeah, it's a really good point. And now he's having one of the great seasons of all time through June. Now he's batting three ninety. Yeah. So so do you think that a twenty two year old Cody Bellinger was losing bat speed last year? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great comp. This no, is very no, good. no. I don't think that Cody Bellinger lost bat speed. Really good point. It's just all approach thing. It's all swing path thing. Um, and they, he changed hitting coaches. Uh, this 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 past offseason that helped unle- unlock this next level Cody Bellinger. Uh, I think Bryce is starting to his swing is starting to get closer and closer to Bellinger's. I mean, just from where his hands are placed and all that stuff. So uh, I thought Bellinger was a decent comp, and his numbers against fastballs last year were actually worse than how Bryce has been doing against fastballs wow. this year. I like that. All right, that's actually that makes me bullish. I like oh. that a lot. I was already bullish, but now I'm Bellinger bullish. All right, uh, Jack, big week coming up. Uh, Nine straight games for the Phillies. They play three at home against St. Louis. We'll dive into that. Then head to L.A. Sure, that'll be fun. Three in L.A. (laughs) and then three in San Diego before a day off and coming home to face the Reds. Uh, So St. Louis coming to town. Obviously, they had some success going to St. Louis, winning two of three there. Pavetta versus Wainwright tonight. uh, Nola versus Cabrera tomorrow. And then Eikhoff against Dakota Hudson. In the day game on Thursday, what are your general thoughts heading in this series? The Cardinals, I believe, five hundred right now. Haven't played as good baseball since the series with the Phillies as the Phillies have. 
where you at? I feel good. I feel good about the Phils in the series. Uh, I mean, Wainwright. I know. I'm not worried about Wainwright anymore. He stinks now. Yeah. Um, and Dakota Hudson, I think, is just brutal. I think this team will... Like Dakota Hudson walks everyone. So I, he I does. Think, I think He's the, had a couple good starts in a row, but a lot of bad ones prior to that. Yeah, the Phillies will... I think they'll grind out Dakota Hudson. And I'm, so I'm not sure who the middle pitcher was. I did, Cabrera. I looked at... I, I don't even know who it is. Look it up. It just says Cabrera, and I was trying to think. I'm like, a St. Louis Cardinals pitcher named Cabrera. No idea who it is. None. Yeah, I mean, I... I would know the Cardinals just from fantasy. That's yeah, what I mean. Genesis Cabrera. Genesis Cabrera? Major League debut? There you go. That makes sense because I've never heard of him before in my life. Okay. Well, if you want to feel better about facing uh, Genesis Cabrera, <laughs> he is a- I already do by the fact a, that I, it's Genesis Cabrera. He is a 635 ERA in AAA. In AAA? Mm. Okay. So you feel really good so about So I feel that. great about this series? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I feel like I feel really bad about the series. Well, yes, you feel terrible about it. It is though a, a, a low key important series in the sense that they do have to go out west. This team, as we've seen, can struggle early on road trips. This is a tough road trip coming up. Obviously, facing the best team in the National League, and then the Padres, a uh, uh, over five hundred solid squad. I, I wonder how it, the dugout's going to be today with the double stuff. It's a good question. What it's going to be like down there? I mean. Uh, you know, I, I think this is the type of thing. They're they're professional athletes. They encounter these types of things. Yeah, it's probably. You know, I could see him being a little somber though. Should be. You know, it's a, one of your guys you didn't know was like that is like that, and yeah. it's a bummer. I think it's a bummer for everybody. I can see that. Um, but yeah, I I just I I think the Cardinals have just been there. Nah. They don't they don't really impress me. They have not impressed me as much. And and really from a pitching perspective, the lineup's talented. They got some talent there. You know, they've got guys who can hit, but. Uh, Philly's lineup's better and the pitching's been better. Well, so. and I mean, Marcel Azuna, he's going to get his this weekend, I mean, this, this week. He always just rakes here. I always just feel like he's going to hit three home runs in a yeah. game. Yeah. Well, last time you chose him as the. Well, I know. And it, yeah, it was good. Uh, Paul DeYoung's going to rake again, too. Paul DeYoung? It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Oh, wait, I can't do it. It doesn't work for me. No, it doesn't work for you. No, no I think I think Azuna's going to have a big one. He always, <laughs> I legit, he always crushes here. Yeah, he does. He, he does. Every time, he, I feel like he always hits a home run in Citizens Bank Park. Are we doing the Kurt Suzuki award? No, we shouldn't. Yeah, I think we should be we doing it. We had a really good road trip. That was the best road trip they've had under Kapler. Yeah, so um, let's... let's we'll, we'll, we'll table it. We'll take the signs and we say... Took a, who hit a home run that was like... Ian Desmond. No, 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 I know, but it was on the road trip. Might have been like Grant... Oh, Moose. Well, Moose hit the home run against yes, Arietta. Yes, Grandal hit one. I mean, yesterday, everyone hit one. It was almost one. like a re rehashing yeah, 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 of yeah, it. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you can't just kill the Kurt Suzuki award. You know, it keeps living. <laughs> it will live in infamy yeah. forever. Uh, We're sorry uh, for even bringing it up. Yeah, sorry we even mentioned the dude's name. We won't do that again. Um, any other uh, note uh, message uh, dumping of the notes, as you like to say, before we get to final thoughts? Mm, Mickey Moniak's betting 323 since coming out of the bio. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him up. Play center. Uh, you should start taking, like, Venmo. Uh, I tried. For, for people Put him in the bio for a minute and help people out. Yeah, well, it happened. I mean, it, uh, Bryce hit two homers when he came out of the bio. Reese went up back on his hot streak. I, I saved that. Um, so I'm taking Venmo requests if okay. you if you need it. I like that. Yes. I like that. Uh, no Alec Bohm thoughts or Adam Hazley thoughs or anything else. There? No, Bohm's just Bohm's right, been fine. On the Odubel thing, what do you think is their long term answer? Obviously, it's Kingery now. I think we can assume that he'll get the the lion's share yes. of the starts there. Are you think they're going to trade for someone, or do you think could it be giving Hazley a chance? Like, what's the what's the what's in your mind the, the next step for this team at center field? Well, what I will say is that I don't want Andrew McCutcheon playing there every day. Can't I, I've can't seen that I've seen that idea floated around. He can't do it in twenty nineteen. No. Like he just no no no. And he, you're seeing how good he is at like in a left field. left field. Yeah, I mean at the plate, he's just he's on fire right now. Like uh, everything. Why, why did that happen, Jack? Did you tweet about yeah. something? <laughs> His OPS is like over twelve hundred. I know getting it's getting weird. weird. Jack's like, oh, he doesn't have any X-ray hits in May, and then like literally since that tweet, he's batting like. 380 or whatever. Yeah, and he had a 1,200 OPS. Yep. So I don't really want McCutcheon in left. Um, I like the, If you want to do it for a couple games with McCutcheon in center, Williams in left, that could work. Um, but I was looking at some center fielders today, and there's just not any good ones that would be available in a trade. Um, I mean, like uh, Kevin PR, like, I don't know. He was DFA'd earlier this year. Right, like he, off waivers. He's a good Giants. defensive player, and if you want a, if you want a good defensive center fielder that won't kill you out there, they'll be smart. Which is fine. But he's, he's like a 250 OBP. Like, it's not great. Like, there's just not many good ones. I mean, maybe Rowan Quinn, now he's just batting from the right side. Stop it. Just stop. <laughs> what else are you going to do? Wait, Roman Quinn for two games, and then I'll get hurt again. What are we talking about? I know. I'm not saying you can trust him, but no, I, they don't really have any other options. Like, it's a tough spot. Next For next pod, let's look at some potential center field trade candidates. I was already, I was trying to look today. You already did it. Like, Nico Goodrum? Really? 
Maybe it's the best we could do, Jacoby Jones. I know, but Jacoby Jones also like his overall stats are terrible. He, he's, he's been he's good hot. the last year. I understand yeah, he's, he's been hot. hot. He's hot. But like overall, it's like he still has two eighty. Yeah, I don't want Jacoby Jones either. I'm just there's just no good center fielders. That's where we're coming down to. There's no good. Hopefully Scott can do it. Hopefully Scott hopefully can. Hopefully Scott can do it. And hopefully Michael can step up a little bit. By the way, Michael batting two twenty. Yeah. People people might not have noticed, but very quietly, Michael Franco is batting two twenty with a two eighty five OBP. It's not great, Jack. Well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Who, Who could have seen it coming? Nah, we don't need Moose. They're the same player. <laughs> Moose Mike raking. Mus- Mike Moustakis is the same player as Mike Alfranco. Raking. So. In oh. our faces, no less. Yeah, it was moonshots. All right, Fritz. You don't have to look at my face anymore. What's your final thought? I got two final thoughts. Um, my 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 first final thought is kind of an is it weird, but it's also a Ooh. it's also I just want to I want to know maybe am I weird or is this is this the way a lot of our fans, diehard baseball fans, handle this kind of okay. situation. I'm excited for this. So I've come to realize that the only way I make it on time or even go to family parties at this moment is so I can sit down and make sure I'm there right in time for the Phillies game. <laughs> I exclude myself from the family. Uh, they're all chatting on the back on the sure. back patio and I'm inside watching the Phillies. Yes. Is that wrong? Is that, is that, is that like, I feel like I have, like I just, it's, you have a choice. it's what I like to do. Yeah. Like I like going to family parties and watching the Phillies and I, listen, I feel bad not being out there socializing, but also my other family is in here. Yeah. I think you're doing the right thing. Thank you. I, I think it's not weird. I think it's the right thing to do. I mean, you can't. I'm sure all of our listeners have the same exact problem. We like, all do. No one, I, there's nothing worse than going to a family or friend outing of some kind and not being able to watch. And like there's no TV or there's no option. It's like, why did you invite me here? Correct. Why am I here right now? Right. When the Phillies are playing and I could be watching. Right. So uh, that's what I did on Sunday. Is not I, weird. Great take. Jay. And they got they got blown out. But I was sitting, <laughs> I was I was sitting there. You were there for it. I was watching. You were ready. I may have stepped is there, out for- Usually is there someone from the family who comes and watches with you? Everybody? Well, it's usually me and Jill's granddad just okay. sitting there watching the Phillies. So that's good. At least you're not alone. It's weirder if you're like by yourself in the room watching. Well, the thing the thing where I noticed this was becoming a problem was that last year it was Jill's sister's uh, baby reveal or whatever. Everyone's outside, you know, popping the balloons or I'm figuring out if it's a and boy or girl. Insane. I'm inside watching Phil's Mets in uh, I love it. in April. I'm not a baby reveal guy, so I totally co-signed that one. Yeah. That's good work. Well, I gotta do it. Yes. You gotta do it. No, if you're like missing like the wedding or yeah. whatever. Well, we're not That's crazy too people. Far. Yes. Okay. I mean, I did watch Nola Scherz around my honeymoon last year. <laughs> <laughs> we remembered. Uh, and my final, 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 final thought is that this morning, Matt Gelb of The Athletic, um, he put George Kirby as the Phillies' first-round pick at number 14. Um, I mean, Matt, I appreciate you reading my Twitter. and <laughs> you, You've seen the increase in George Kirby tweets the last couple of days. And is he your top guy at this moment? Uh, June 2nd, by the way. For those June 3rd. Who, June 3rd, is it? For those who don't know, like, Jack might love the MLB draft more than he loves anything else just, in the world i get so giddy like anything else in the world it's unbelievable i love it i love yes. it i love it so much um i i think jackson rutledge is gonna go top 10 so he's not gonna be there for the phillies i think the braves are gonna take him number nine actually um but but george kirby it, he went to he's, he's an elon pitcher right mm-hmm. listen to this k to walk this year okay 107 k's in like 82 innings mm-hmm. six walks <laughs> Tops out at 97. Is that good? Tops out at 97. <laughs> sits 92 to 95. Righty or lefty? Um, he's a righty. And I was talking to someone who today who coached a kid that was on Elon the last couple of years, and that kid told him that that guy's going to be in the league in like a year. Great makeup guy. Yeah. And I think I think if he went to a bigger school, he's probably a top 10 pick, but the fact that he's at Elon and no one really knows about it, his his the way he pitches and the small schoolness. He reminds me of Jacob Degrom. <laughs> like he reminds me so much of Degrom. I want him so bad. He said that every time he steps on the mound, he wants to be a savage. Like that's that's what you like to see. There's another I'm guy on that. There's another. I like that. I really hope they pick him. It's trending towards that maybe happening. I mean, like, they're seeing. I'm seeing Kirby and the Phils linked up a lot. Knowing this now, I bet Kirby goes number twelve overall, of probably to or, the Mets. Or, or thirteen, like the pick right before. It would be more likely. Yes. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. happen. So you should tweet about how you hate him, and then maybe. No, nah, I can't. <laughs> you just love him too much you mess with it Can't. i like that all right my final thoughts i also have two one a shout out uh today in 1998 for the first time barry bonds got walked with the bases loaded 
which also allows me to shout out that in 2004 you had 120. Well, it's funny walks. is that this weekend Gene Zagora also walked with the bases loaded. If so facto, Gene Zagora is better than yes, Barry Bonds. Not intentional, but sure. <laughs> Can you to intentionally walk a running? Oh, uh, it was not intentional. Yeah, I mean the the, the Segura that. thing was yeah, not intentional. Every, lots of people get walk a running. Barry Bonds got walked intentionally oh, with the bases yeah, yeah. loaded today in 1998. Yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. said the bases are loaded. We'd rather give up a run than face you. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Also, my other final thought, my real final thought, uh, as you know. I like to watch a lot of baseball. And over the weekend, I was watching the Astros broadcast. And I've watched multiple Astros broadcasts. But I was really struck this time. Because not only were they talking about XFIP, Jack, mm. but they put up a graphic. They explained what XFIP was. And then they're talking about DRA and all these other stats. And it was just so refreshing to see a broadcast that was so forward-thinking with the way they talk about the game. And this is not to rip any other broadcast or whatever. I just was really impressed with the level of, um, you know, forward thinking and and where baseball is at now that they put into that Astros broadcast, which obviously mirrors the team as well. But shout out to the Astros broadcast; it's a really good product. Well, tune in, tune in at seven thirty tonight for the Phillies trying to have John Cruck eat a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say I it's very funny because my wife will watch games with me every once in a while, and she is under the impression that they talk about nothing but food. She's like, "Why are they always talking about <laughs> food every time food. I watch? They're talking about food." They love food. I love, food, love food too, food. so I can get down with that. And one last thing is. Uh, uh, shout out to my third baseman in high school. Ooh. He got in, he got engaged oh, last week. Shout outs now, is that yeah, what but, you? but but it's to his his girlfriend now fiance Carly. Both went to Villanova. She loves the podcast. Okay, so shout out to Carly. Congratulations, yeah. Carly. So they are they. Uh, it's, you know he doesn't listen to the podcast, which I think is a little messed up. It's really I weird, mean, actually. You know, you think, Carly, are you sure you want to marry this yeah, guy? Yeah, I mean, you would think that the battles we went through on the field, like you'd be supportive, but it's just not happening. No. It's just sad, really. Here's the but, question. <laughs> As long as he downloads, I'm fine. Yeah. Subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe. Just throw us a subscription. Just be there. You yeah. Know? Just just know that it's happening. I mean, your your future wife loves it. Yeah. Carly, set your man straight. Yes. Also, you rule, Carly. Yes. All right. Um, we'll be back later in the week. We'll look ahead uh, to Dodger series. That should be fun. Dude. <laughs> I'm, I have to. Uh, the, the West Coast road trips uh, suck, especially worse for me. Oh, and yeah, me too. I have to stay yeah. up till the end of the game and do a podcast after all. Yeah, I got to produce all. I got to. I got to hear for six. You know, yes, six to ten, and then like Phillies game on top yes. of that. So. And you, what I will say, Jack, dedicated. <laughs> if you start a game, you won't leave it. You're it's, off at midnight. You're staying for the end, except the one time. Yeah, one time I need like thirteen it. innings or whatever. You're like, I gotta go. Yeah, it was the Charlie Pluth walk off against uh, Kike Hernandez. <laughs> you missed it. What a disaster! I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. All right, we'll be back to talk about that later in the week. Until then, thank you for listening. He's Fritz. I'm Seltzer. Talk to you later.